0: the place of wildlife but like all wildlife it's got to be managed you can't pick and choose one to manage one wildlife species without affecting the other wildlife species such as a skilled predator as a wolf we manage deer we manage bear we manage beavers we manage snowshoe rabbits we've got to we've got to include the wolf in this management plan
1: welcome to wild game Dynasties podcast episode number Seventy six, Folks, hey, hopefully you had a great time listening to podcast number 75. We noticed a little uptick in listeners, and then we appreciate that. Maybe a little bit of cold weather, cabin fever starting to build, whatever it might be, or probably because it's such a hot topic, the, uh, the unmanaged Michigan wolf. So we decided to, on podcast episode number 76, bring on a gentleman that a lot of us uh, may not Truly know, although I think that may be a misstatement on my part, but our podcast this week, episode number 76, includes Gary Gorniak. Well, he's a Michigan native, he's a Uper, lives uh, in that eastern UP area, but he is well plugged into a little bit of the political system, but more so just the involvement of, as a conservationist, we'll call it. Well, hey, instead of me trying to explain what he's up to and i think you're going to appreciate what he is up to what he's doing for us as michigan conservationists hunters anglers hikers etc let's roll right into podcast episode number 76 gary gorniak this is gary morgan calling how you yes, doing sorry, take it, right? good not too bad hey eh? thanks for taking my phone call like i tell others uh Hey, was caller ID, you could have avoided contacting me or answering the phone, and we'd have, we'd have gotten uh yeah, I'd have gotten a busy signal or something.
0: No, I'm glad to take all the phone calls, talk about whatever issue, wildlife issue that we you want to talk about or fisheries issue, but this time in particular, you know, uh, uh, we're talking about the wolf issue and how it's it affects on uh, uh,
1: wildlife in the UP. Absolutely. Hey, I caught your article. In the Newberry News, and boy, is a nicely written article, uh, perfectly to the point, and uh, I think a lot of people would appreciate reading that article. So I reached out to you, and you gave me permission to put that on our blog site, and it's uh, it's got a lot of attention. So I thought, why not reach out and see if we can get a podcast going? Sure, great, I appreciate it. Yeah, so yeah. let me ask you, what what drove you to write that article i mean uh, uh, you have some passion for um you know michigan obviously or you wouldn't be involved as much as you are in a lot of different organizations but regarding that article what drove you to write that article
0: well the biggest thing you know when you uh, about any issue is you got as, get as many people on board on your side as as possible because you know the strengths and numbers okay yep um i think i stated this in the article that you know we've Passed the wolf resolution, uh, you know, across across all some of the largest sportsmen's groups in the state. Um, The upper the East Upper Peninsula Sportsmen's Alliance, we got uh, them on board. We got the East DNR Citizen Advisory Council on board. We got the West DNR Citizen Advisory Council on board. So what we did is is we passed this resolution, and basically the short of this resolution is basically we want to. We want, a, we want a population of wolves in the U.P. between three and 400. Mm-hmm. We want to include hunting and trapping, and we want the, it to include the whole U.P. That's just the gist that we
1: would want added to the wolf management plan. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Personally, I agree with that proposal, that uh, that goal involved uh, 110%, and I talked to a lot of people myself on this same issue, which I, I, I don't know if I can speak for them, but... I think what I'm saying is you your all's goal is probably hand in hand with what a lot of people like to see. So you've, it's obvious you've you've folks have done your homework on what's a uh, a management plan that is probably viewed upon several people or those uh, we'll call them conservationists in the state of Michigan which is really hunting, fishing, trappers, etc. would embrace but also, a, a plan that our our Department of Natural Resources can take into consideration and and uh, see it as a on its merits as a logical plan. Am I right on that?
0: Absolutely. And uh, like I have told you and, and many times before, and in, stated in this article, I'm not anti-wolf. Okay, a wolf has a place of wildlife. Like all wildlife, it's gotta be managed. You can't pick and choose one to manage one wildlife species without affecting the other wildlife species, such as a skilled predator as a wolf. Yes. Um so that's the biggest thing that we're we after. We want to manage all wildlife across the board, across the UP. We manage deer, we manage bear, we manage beavers, we manage snowshoe
1: rabbits. We've gotta we've gotta include the wolf in this management plan. Absolutely. Amen to that. Amen. I I think we are uh, uh, long past where we should have been on this, but a lot of it's been out of our hands. We talked about this uh, before I pressed the record button. Uh, we'll say, and um, but it certainly things have changed a little bit. Can you expand on a little bit of that? Because some people have said, "Hey, we're wasting our time trying to come up with this because it's going to end up in a um, in a liberal in front of a liberal judge, which will overturn it and put it back on the." endangered species list, etc. Do you see that potential to be a problem that we're wasting our time and money, or is this something that we're probably moving forward in a positive direction
0: on? No, we, we have to move forward in a positive manner. I mean, that possibility is, is always there, but I'm not, uh, I don't feel that We should wait until all the legal aspects run out, which could be anywhere from uh, you know six months to Three years, four years, I don't really know. But I know one thing right now, our wildlife in the UP is definitely in a downturn. Yeah, it is. And something has to be done. Us UPers, I mean, when deer season is over, 2020, we start planning our deer season in 2021.
1: Amen to that. And
0: and I got to tell you something, the deer harvest rate this year, again, is going to be down from what it was last year. Last year it was down twenty one percent over what it was in two thousand eighteen. So we're <clears throat> we're in a decline here. Yeah. Okay, spiraling and downward. We got to do something to, to stop it, and uh, um, so that's that's what we're trying to do with this. We uh, we want to bring things to the forefront. I've talk to the NRC uh, already three times. I talked uh, let's see uh, November, December, and in January. Uh, to Put this issue in front of them to make sure that they understand that this is a serious issue, and if we want to continue to have a, a viable wildlife population in the UP, we have to do something about Amen. this issue. Because yes, indeed. I mentioned to you before, Gary, that you know I do wildlife surveys. Okay, for the DNR, I do spotlight surveys in the month of October. But I started doing these spotlight surveys nine, ten years ago. I my I was shining about thirty five to forty deer. Now I will say I don't shine um, uh, large fields, ice wooded areas. So it's hit and miss. It's a six mile route. Mm-hmm. Last year, my best night was nine deer. Oh my! And I shined and I spotted wolves and, and when I was doing my survey. This year, my best night was five. Oh my! And two of the nights I picked up wolves in my survey. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely on a downturn. And yeah. if we want to continue to have uh, wildlife in the UP, it's, it's, it's got to be balanced. You know, there's an old saying that basically says that, you know, if, you, if you're doing everything correctly, wildlife will thrive. Wildlife is part of the environment, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you're doing everything correctly, wildlife will thrive. Our wildlife is not thriving in the UP. It's on a severe downturn.
1: So it's safe to say that something's wrong, and obviously that's the whole crutch of what our, uh, I say crutch, or the whole gist of our conversation is, is that the overall management plan is lacking a big component, and that's the wolf management part of it. Right,
0: but yeah. you know, getting back to what you said earlier, you know, the DNR's hands have been tied, okay? There's mm-hmm. not, you know, they can't all of a sudden implement a wolf management plan and, and without any approval from the... Because the wolf was listed as endangered, so we had, we basically had to wait until that changed. Well, that changed January fourth of two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So it's the ball is back in our court. So we need to implement quickly a wolf management plan and put it into effect in two thousand twenty-one. Yes. We simply can't wait a couple of years down the road to implement this because we we probably won't have uh, many deer to hunt. Now I know that, you know, there's certain areas that have more deer than other deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about Menominee and, and Dickinson County and the Central UP and the high agricultural areas. Yeah, Their deer herds aren't doing that bad. But in the far west and the far east, we got problems. Yes, we, we do. We've got big problems. Yeah. I've been hunting these areas for over 50 years. Now, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I sat in muzzle over season. I typically get a deer just about every year. I'm a pretty avid hunter, okay? Mm-hmm. The last three years, I have not shot a deer, okay? I, I sat uh, this year, and I basically hunted every day during firearm season. And I would say two thirds of the days I'd never even seen a deer. And uh, I seen no shootable bucks. Uh, muzzle lure season, I sat 10 days without even seeing a deer.
1: Wow. My I goodness!
0: And these areas that I'm that I hunt in historically have been always good areas. Yeah, they're not something that. And when you see an excess, no matter where you go, you see wolf tracks all over the place. Yep. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on. No. I mean, you can see it. So, uh, you know, I'm pointing the the barrel of the rifle right at the wolf, and and that, and that's what the problem is. It's. Uh, yeah. There's where
1: saying the Buts about it. I can. Yeah, well, you know, I I look at, um, our department is is hands were tied, but certainly now we have a golden opportunity to move forward, as we said earlier in this conversation. And so, time is of the essence, and to to put the pause button is not now. Our time is to uh, get the engine going and get get moving forward in a direction to look at the best approach for wolf management so it can be part of the larger picture for our for our natural resources management plan and the the issue is is that a lot of people that reside and recreate in the upper peninsula so whether they be residents or even non you know non-residents of the upper peninsula such as myself, I mean, I've been hunting up there for 34, 35 years. And like yourself, a lot of longevity, it's it's a near and dear to our heart thing in that we don't want the wolf obliterated. And there are some people that are very upset over this to the point where if you ask them, they're getting to the point or some have got to the point that they would like to see him gone. And if you get them privately... They really don't want that, but they are, there's a lot of vitriol happening because we're watching our deer population and our and our wildlife population imploding as you know right in front of us because of the unmanaged wolf population. So my feeling is is you know let's restore some confidence back into our management plan and let's move forward now, not later.
0: That's right. We can't afford to wait. Uh, I've had people come up to me and just tell me that uh, they're ashamed. Lifelong residents up here, they're
1: ashamed to invite people to come up here to go hunting. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's not. There's nothing to hunt. I yeah.
0: mean, we used to go out ten, fifteen years ago, and you know, a couple, two, three guys we get together and we go snowshoe rat hunting. Yeah, we'd go out and we'd get. 10, 15 rabbits in a day. We don't even see it. We barely see a track now. I'm not saying there's none. Right. But they're severely depleted. Yeah. They're severely depleted. And we can't go out. If if the same guy got together, we would be lucky to get one rabbit right now in the same time frame. Yeah. They're just not here. Yeah. They're simply not here. In the summertime, you can go up and down some of these sand bottom roads for miles without seeing a deer track cross.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And all you see is wolf tracks going up and down the road. Yeah, it, it's it's not hard to figure out.
1: No, I think our wildlife population in the Upper Peninsula is uh, severely stressed because if you look at a at a, at a white-tailed deer, there's a lot of a uh, lot of um, you know a lot of oxygen breathing. Items we'll call them human beings and predators, and we're at the top of the food chain on that. But uh, a lot of predators that really appreciate a white-tailed deer um, for their sustainability of what they provide nutrient-wise for to live. You know, I mean, if you're a if you're a wolf, if you're a black bear, if you're a coyote, if you're a bobcat, um, we know that they kill and consume. But um, like again, you mentioned not finding a deer track not finding a snowshoe track or very few those uh, those critters that are under predation of the wolf are constantly being stressed overstressed so i would think that their our uh, wildlife population is severely stressed and that's not a good issue at all not not when you have other things that happen up there such as maybe a severe winter that could come out of the blue that we aren't going to see happen you know i mean we didn't see it coming we should say but it could happen any time.
0: Right. Now, let me add to that. I'm going to tell you something else that the, the wolves have brought into the deer herd up here. You know, our deer in, in the Upper Peninsula are completely stressed out over these wolves, okay? Yes. If you look at a deer up here, they're constantly scanning in every direction, okay? Yep. Now, when these deer yard up in the UP, okay, you've got the high concentration. You've got 100% of the deer population living on roughly seventeen percent of the UP terrain. So those deer are congregated. Well these deer figure that I mean these wolves figure that out yeah. real quick. And what happens is these these wolves start running these deer in these yarding areas, okay? Which I mean, typically in the lower peninsula we have no wolves, a deer uh, sits there and, and chews his cud and uh, and 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 keeps that energy within them. It doesn't doesn't burn the fat up. Up here in a the UP, these wolves are running our deer ragged in these deer yards, burning up all sorts of energy, and which is cutting down on their on their survival rate. Yes. So that you know everything works hand in hand here, and we've got to we've got to cut this stuff down because uh, plain and simple, uh, I've, I've outlined a couple of, of problems that we've had. You know, I told you before in the in the article I wrote. You know, I look. Uh, on Dream Lake Here, we got wolves run through our backyards in the middle of the day chasing deer. Yeah. Right through our backyards. Okay, how would you like to have your you know, a couple little two, three year old kids in your backyard and have a wolf one or two wolves go sailing through there? You're not gonna lose that little fuzzy feeling that everything's gonna be wonderful. In the city of Saint Ignis, we've got wolf we've had wolf in town. Yeah. In, in town, I mean, we got pictures of wolves in town. Yeah. Typically, wolves don't like people. They usually usually stay away from people. So why are they why are they expanding into these areas? Basically, there's too many of them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 a it's a big problem, and and we got to remedy this, and and uh, hopefully before anything bad happens. I yes, mean, indeed. you know, I uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say what's going to happen, but I know one thing: there's way too many wolves. You know, I live on Brevard Lake, Within the last few weeks, I've seen three wolves crossing the lake. Yes, uh, two on two on one side of me, and and one on the other side of me. I've never seen that. I mean, very rarely. But I mean, here we are, just going in the winter, and I've already saw three on the lake. Yep. So it's um, there's a lot of them around, and they're having this. They're having a big effect on everything. So,
1: yes, they are.
0: Uh, anything that we can do to uh, to try to remedy this very quickly, you know, the time is of the essence right here. And last, at the NRC meeting, Cody Norton stated that we plan to have the, the 2000 wolf plan updated by, uh, I think it was June 30th of 2022.
1: We can't wait that long. No, we can't. I, I'm surprised I'm surprised that uh, and I and we both know Cody and he's uh he's an outstanding person they have an outstanding person as we know in that position but I'm I'm really a little bit surprised that that uh, the department or that he's uh he's he's saying that and, and that I know he knows the urgency too but um, I'm I, I am surprised that that's the statement made I'm almost uh, a little disappointed it's- that that uh, Maybe the statement isn't that though the plan is for 2022, we're moving forward with a potential uh, proposal to our NRC to uh, uh, to shorten that time span to now.
0: We are. We are. And, you know, I, I know Cody, he's following protocol, okay? He's yeah.
1: basically reciting what he's told to recite. Okay? You bet, you bet. Now, I, the Wolf is a highly
0: political issue okay you can see right now you know you got the these toe wolf groups you know they're pushing wolves on everybody's throat they just passed a ballot or a a ballot proposal in colorado to introduce wolves well they're going to be so sorry with that they won't know what to do with them. their wildlife 10 20 years down the road that's right you know and i don't understand a lot of this um pro-wolf groups, I just don't understand their attitude. I mean, I went through this a little bit with you, and I I just don't understand. They're just, they're they're completely happy with letting wolves starve to death, with wolves basically infighting among wolves. They're they're okay with that. And I'll give you some, a few of the figures, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. Now, the, the, the wolf figure... In um, Michigan, UP, which, I, which again is the rock bottom low number, it's not the average number, it's the rock bottom low number, 695. Well, some of the stuff that we've been, been fed by a lot of so-called wolf people is that there's only two breeding pairs in a pack. Okay, well that's totally false. Mm-hmm. That is totally false. You know, Mother Nature doesn't pick and choose
1: which wolf, female wolf, goes the heat. That's right. They all go into heat. They
0: all go into heat. And you know what? As aggressive as an animal, as a wolf is, towards other wildlife or something, they all get bred. Mm-hmm. Okay? Every every female wolf that's in good health gets bred. Okay? Well, statistically, let's just talk about that. You know, basically, male to female, you know, a population is pretty close to 50-50. could be, you know, 47, right. 53. But, Let's, for, for numbers' sake, let's just say 50%. Correct. Well, using that 695 number and uh, divided by two is 348 female wolves. Okay? The typical wolf pack is, uh, typical wolf litter rather than pack, is between four and six. So just for argumental facts, let's just say, okay, five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if we multiply five times 348, we come up with 1,740. That's a lot of the wolf pups. Oh man! And and this is a this is the other amazing thing. Wolf, it's it's not an easy life to be a wolf. It's tough being a wolf in Michigan. You you got to be a wolf anywhere. Wolf mortality is high. Yeah, okay? it is. Fifty percent of those wolf pups, eight hundred and seventy of them, will die of starvation and infighting
1: amongst the wolves itself. Absolutely. Within six months, those absolutely.
0: Two little, Fuzzy wolf pups will end up starving to death or die because other wolves kill them. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, that's not what we want. We want to balance assure Sure, there's going to be, there's always going to be a certain amount of starvation and infighting wolves, but we don't want to. That that that's not the way we want to regulate our our population. We want to balance it out so all population you know, can live in some more of a harmony, and that's not
1: happening now at all. No. No, it it is very difficult to understand where the wolf groups, uh, the pro-wolf groups of non-management, you know, letting nature completely manage their population. I don't understand it either. I think I'm pretty darn open-minded, and I'll call myself of average intelligence. Maybe some of my buddies might disagree with that, but... uh, Anyways, it is difficult to understand because what they're saying to uh, to the rest of us just doesn't add up. It doesn't um, take into consideration the actual math, which doesn't lie, which you just highlighted to us, and that the math, being that it doesn't lie, it it showcases the brutal aspects of what happens to this these wolves because they're the basically the only creature in the upper peninsula that isn't a part of the management plan i shouldn't say that it is a part of a management plan and that they're unmanaged that's the active role is that they're unmanaged but um but for us to have an expectation that um you know mother nature will take care of it sure they will but um um it's brutal it's not it's not a Uh, for made or made for disney um you know movie it's not that at all it's it's the cold hard facts of what happens if um you know if we just sit back and 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 sit on our hands and watch it happen we're gonna we're gonna see our beloved upper peninsula uh natural resource the wildlife side of things take a huge huge change which they're already heading and there'll be a point in time it's going to be if we ever do have an active wolf management plan if it doesn't happen sooner versus later it'll be a long time coming before we ever return if we ever do back to i want to say the glory days but i i would say to what to recognize the up for what it used to be
0: absolutely like i said these numbers are dropping 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 and uh you know we're, no, we're nowhere near deer harvest that we used to have in the 80s 90s and the early 2000s i mean we're we're way below and i just uh i, I think i mentioned this to you before that you know the wolf harvest in 2000 was 98,000 across the upper peninsula in 2019 our wolf harvest was our deer harvest was uh thirty one thousand.
1: Yeah. so it um it's it's drastically going down yeah it's spiraling Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully with it, with some of our listeners on this podcast is catching some people that might not be in the know and that, uh, it may raise an eyebrow or two or three or hopefully a whole bunch and that, you know, we need additional people in support of a management plan and that if people feel, uh, um, in agreement with the need for a management plan, I hope they do. And I think they will that, um, that a conversation continues, whether it be them conversing with a lawmaker, or reaching out to an NRC member, or just the common thread among us all—that um, we can't have it status quo. We had to move forward in a in a uh, proactive measure. We're gonna we're gonna lose what we've been enjoying for a long time.
0: Yes, I agree. You know, and in closing, I wanna—I mentioned this in the article that you read, but the Michigan Sportsman have paid for most of the cost for wolf management. Yes. These costs have been significant. They've added up to millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, there's plenty of time right now to implement a, a 2021 wolf management hunting and trapping season to reduce the effect that wolves have on wildlife in the U.P. Absolutely. You know, we, we as sportsmen are willing to work with the DNR and the NRC to make this happen. Absolutely. So you know, we, we I want to consider ourselves a partner, not an adversary on this issue, because yeah, you know we need each other to get the job
1: done. Absolutely, I think we can do that. yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, the sportsmen have, it put their money where their mouth is, and they have for a long time, whether they through the uh, Pittman Robertson Act, on a passively, uh, you know, uh, way or in a uh, very active way. Well, we'll we'll highlight it. You know, one group, one such group would be the Michigan Bear Hunters Association. Uh, certainly, a uh, they have a purse that they have shared as conserva- as true conservationists with other aspects other than bear hunters. That uh, because they know that uh, you know it's a home a harmonious way to uh, to look at things from a conservationist point of view. It's not just about bear hunting; it's about uh, it's about our wildlife uh, management plan. Yeah. Well, hey, Gary, it's been a pleasure um, chatting with you. Of course, even before we uh, click the uh, record button on this podcast, but certainly uh, this podcast is going to reach out to a uh, a lot of people that will appreciate our conversation. And uh, hopefully this just scratches the uh, surface of their desire to continue this conversation and get the ball rolling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, whatever we can do uh, would be uh, very
1: helpful. All right, Gary, thank you very much. I know you're in the UP. Thus, uh, we'll call it God's country. So, uh, um, hey, we appreciate uh, ambassadors to that UP, such as yourself and many others, who really appreciate what that place has to offer and want to continue that. And for that, uh, thank you very much for your service on that on that topic. And. And uh, and your active involvement in many different conservation groups. You're very welcome, Gary. All right, you take care and have a have a blessed day. Okay. You too. All right. Thank you. Podcast episode number seventy six is brought to you by Bourbon Creek Gun Dogs and Guides, folks. I know these fellas. I should say fellas. It's families. Two families, Sean and Jesse, and their wives and their and their entire families run bourbon creek gun dogs and it's a well it's a pheasant put take but it's more than that i've been out there several times i've taken clients out there i've had bear hunters in camp that well, bear hunting's an afternoon sport so we scheduled a a morning pheasant shoot and went out there we had oh man we had a great time i would highly recommend bourbon creek gun dogs and guys just outside of atlanta a couple miles or so at the end of a dead-end road so it's it's just a neat setting they do a nice job uh give them a call look them up at bourboncreekgundogs.com or check them out on facebook episode number 76 is also brought to you by Retajek feeds well the Retajek family uh, entertains a a bear feed uh, company and they also have a pretty nice farm just uh, outside of standish north of standish in aranac county and um the the neat thing that uh, i find with them is i find myself stopping there and picking up all our bear bait for our bear season whether it be in red oak or in the newberry bear management unit we usually get a couple truckloads or a trailer load of feed and the whole family is a family affair it's pretty neat i i say melissa runs the show because she does so uh um, and that's the way it is. If you stop and talk to, we'll say, her husband or her family, um, they're going to direct you back to her if she's around to get some inside scoop on what what kind of feed is working out there, out there in, the, uh, in the woods in bear country because uh, yeah, she talks to her customers. So anyways, they can be located at feedmybear.com. F E E D M I B E A R dot com or at 989 846 7284. Give Melissa a call because they also sell 50 pounds of shelled corn for five bucks. Yep. Well, that's a wrap with podcast episode number 76. Our conversation with Gary Gorniak, our Uper. Our Michigander, our conservationist, he's well plugged in. And we appreciate Gary, we'll call it scratching the surface on this wolf management situation. But he's he's relentless because he knows this is the right thing to do. And we appreciate that from Gary Gorniak and many others. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for all of you. Take care. We'll see you next time.